I was surrounded by the wrong group of people throughout middle school and high school. But during that time, like, I loved my friends. So, like, I didn't think anything was wrong of it. One senior year hit of my high school, I got into a fight with my best friend since fifth grade. And I kind of was just like, I can't be friends with you anymore. Like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And so I was sitting um, at lunch one time with like my group of guy friends and my group of girlfriends. And I was just looking around and this was after the fight had happened. And I was like, not physical, verbal, <laughs> physical. <laughs> I've actually never been into a fight, but <laughs> um, I was just looking around and I was like, I don't want to be associated with these people. I'm, uh, I'm Maddie. I'm Z. Johnny. It, 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 it girls. Maddie Perez was in a Johnny Teeler. Hi guys, welcome back to It Girls. We are super excited because we actually got our first sponsor um, and it's called Manscaped. It's a brand that obviously I had never heard of before um the last few weeks and then uh, we got a care package from them and I gave it to my boyfriend and he's acting like it's the best thing since sliced bread I like I said I I really do not use the products myself but um they're they're really known for their um razor and it's apparently really does the job as my boyfriend said um but in the care package it was really awesome because it also came with um uh, a nose razor and some other products for their for their areas that z and i don't really understand um but it is just really cool that we are now sponsored by manscaped um if you would like to go use our code to pick up yourself or your loved one christmas is coming up so it might be a, a good time to get so if you would like to get your loved one a their own manscaped razor um, the, you can use the code itgirls24, 20% off and free shipping at checkout. We are super excited to be partnering with Manscaped. Um, it's, it's a really impressive brand. Their marketing is kind of top notch. And so, um, my boyfriend loves his razor and I'm sure your boyfriend, brother, cousin, dad, grandpa, kind of weird, uh, any man in your life will love their own Manscaped razor as well. So. Again, use the code um, ITGIRLS20 for 20% off and free shipping. And with that, we'll get back to the episode. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the It Girls podcast, where we're telling the stories of winning women. And I'm so excited for you guys to meet today's today's guest, because for as long as me and Maddie have done this show, and I'm still at Kentucky and Maddie played Kentucky, we've never had a current Kentucky athlete. And so today we have my good friend and my sister, UK Gymnastics athlete isabella magnelli what's up girl what up girl <laughs> thank you guys for having me <laughs> oh my gosh bella we um you know z and i were we kind of already told you this but z and i were trying to think of you know we first of all we wanted to get another gymnastics athlete on here and um so we're kind of thinking about who we could have but like she said we'd never had a, a current kentucky athlete um and all of a sudden she was like bella magnelli and we were both like oh my gosh <laughs> yes that would be so good um you just have so many things outside of gymnastics and like as we've said a million times that's the kind of people that we like to interview so um without further ado Bella 
give us your best elevator pitch. Like if you met a stranger on the side of the street in Manhattan, what would you tell them about yourself? Okay. Well, I'm Isabel Magnelli. I am... Hold on. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. I'm Isabel Magnelli. I am a UK gymnast. I am from Suffern, New York, which is a small town 30 minutes north from New York City. Um, I am an Italian. I love Italian food. I have an older sister. She's 26 years old. Um, She played um, at BU for lacrosse, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And um, fun fact, I actually did lacrosse up until um, I was in middle school. Um, And I've been doing gymnastics since I was four years old. And I love fashion, makeup, everything. Beauty is like my go-to. And yeah, my um, my faith is a really big part of who I am in my life. So uh, yeah. And it's guys, it's so funny. Like Bella's talking about makeup and fashion, and like she's like the girliest girl you will ever meet. Like. Doesn't leave the house without looking like a tin, like a dime. Like her nil deals are like fragrances and perfumes. Like she has her own. She has her own Isabella Magnelli like fragrance. Like she's the girliest girl of all time. <laughs> but that's like also really funny because I think gymnasts like they always look really good. They're really cute and they're all really small. But like they get after it. And so yesterday was a really big day for our UK team. They finished their fitness test, which is like this crazy test called the Smurf. And yesterday I ran into some gymnasts and they were telling me like how they're passing out and everyone was falling off of bikes. And so Bella, walk us through what the Smurf looks like and how hard that test actually is. Yeah, it's actually a really hard test. But um, during preseason, we have like two sets of conditioning tests, I would say. And so like the first set is like a bunch of exercises, so like a rope climb, leg lifts, handstand walks um bulgarian squats a bunch of that stuff and then we have the smurf which is more of a endurance test and it's um a mile on the bike with level of resistance between five to seven then you do 10 pull-ups 10 hand release push-ups and then 10 bodyweight squats and you do that for five rounds and then you go back on the bike and you bike for another mile with the same level of resistance um, and the goal was to get everyone get it under 20 minutes and the whole team did, which is awesome. And last year was our first time actually doing the Smurf, but all we had to do was five rounds of 10 pull-ups, 20 push-ups, and then 20 bodyweight squats. So he made it harder this year because he said we did too well last year. Um, so yeah, and it was actually pretty awesome. Like seeing like the whole team kind of like pushing, um, like during the same time as everyone else, which is pretty awesome. And like everyone's struggling doing the same thing, but like, you know, four people are going at a time. So then you have the whole rest of the team, like cheering for them and like pushing them, like telling them to like keep their head strong. Like it's all a mindset, um, which is pretty awesome to see like how our whole team reacts like so quickly in the season, um, which was pretty cool. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think all of us would agree that, Probably one of the coolest things about Kentucky athletics is what we do in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. And like for our audience that doesn't know, it 
we have almost all of the female student athletes that are on campus in the summer. They come together. We all come together to one weight room and we do like different workouts, right? But like we're all in the same vicinity um, from like 6 to 8 a.m. all summer long. And then we hang out on the weekends. Like it's really cool because it it just like unites us in a way that, um, you know, we go through the hard things with all of you guys, which normally you wouldn't do during the rest of the year. Um, and so it's, it's just like a really special thing that we do in the summer. Yeah. But with that being said, like we really get to know the gymnast specifically. Um, and (laughs) Z, every gymnast we've had on the show or that we've talked to has the craziest stories of like their gym at home. Like, you know, either they didn't go to school because they like (laughs) school in their gym or like just these black things that you hear about. So Bella, walk us back to, you grew up like on the border of Jersey and New York, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I did the calculation right, your gym was like almost an hour away. Was that right? No. It actually no, wasn't. Okay, it was okay. like, no, it was okay, about, good. no, it was about, yeah, it was only like 15 minutes away. Oh, good. Okay. I like yeah, charted yeah. it. Maybe there's traffic. I like charted it on Google Maps. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that she no, drove an hour. No, no, no. So, uh-uh. anyways, walk us through um, your like childhood gym and how that kind of like <laughs> shaped you into the athlete you are now, but probably more yeah. so the person you are now as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, I actually went to a gym in New York. So, um, how it is in club gymnastics, like all the states are split up into regions. So New York was region six. And, um, so I went to that gym up until I'm pretty sure I was in sixth grade. And, um, so basically like where you grow up and doing gymnastics, like they teach you the basics, which is like, you know, handstands, um, how to, how to point your toes when you're doing a skill, how to like, like make sure your legs are straight, kind of all the basics that allow you to do like the harder skills and perfect them. Um, and so when I hit around middle school, this, um, friend of mine, her mom talked to my dad and was like, Isabel has a lot of talent, but I'm telling you, you need to take her to a different gym because where she needs to go later on in life when she goes to college, like this gym isn't going to take her there. So, and I wasn't even like my parents and I weren't even thinking about like switching gyms at all. I loved my gym what, that I, that I was at. I love the coaches and everyone. Um, and so my dad was like thinking about it, and he was like, "Okay, maybe she is right. Like, let's just go look." So we came across ENA in New Jersey, Paramus. So it's only like fifteen minutes away from my home. And I tried out there, and I was and I was nervous. Like I was in middle school, so I wasn't young. So. You know, I was around all these older girls at the time and I went there and like, I just fell in love with that gym. And I remember that I was supposed to try out at this other gym the next day. And I told my father, I was like, I don't want to, like, I want to stay here. I like it here. Um, I like the coaches, like all the teammates. So I stayed there. So that was my gym from, I'm pretty sure it was seventh grade, seventh grade up until I left, um, senior year. And ENA was that gym where if you grew up there early on, like if I went through my first gym, like I felt like I could have been that much more better than I was leaving. Um, Mm. They were really good at like perfecting basics. Um, They had a different coaching style than like the first gym I went to that allowed girls to be elite gymnasts. So they had an elite program at ENA and um, my New York gym didn't. So that just shows how much like how different they are coaching wise. 
Um, so when I went to ENA, my basics got 10 times better. I basically had to like almost kind of relearn them, like especially on bars because bars has been like my weakest event my whole life. Um, but I could tell like once I made that transition from my New York gym to my Jersey gym, like my gymnastics got better within like months of being there. Um, and so with club gymnastics, many girls do two years of level nine just because it's so hard to make it to level 10 and then like actually excel there. And so I did one year level nine at my New York gym. So I was going to Jersey gym thinking I was going to do another year level nine. I ended up getting there and the head coach was like, I want you in group one, which was all the level tens. And I was like, okay. And how my school schedule worked, I was always going to be late. So when I would go there, I wouldn't rush and I would go in there and I'd be with the group two, which was level nine. And then he would come up to me during practice and be like, why aren't you with us today? I told you you had to be with group one. And I was a little, I was a little intimidated, um, um, by him at first. And so I was like, okay, I'm sorry. So ever since then I started being with group one and then I ended up only doing one year level nine and ended up competing level 10, um, in seventh grade for the first time. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, ENA like shaped me into such a better gymnast than I ever was. And they definitely prepared me um, to compete at a high level in college and that I'm very grateful for because I know many, like you said, like many girls have like these crazy club experiences um, or they don't get along with their club coach and everything. But I still have such a strong relationship with my club coaches, which is so awesome. And um, yeah, no, I would not, I don't, I would not be at Kentucky if it wasn't for them. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. That's so special. That's such, yeah. that's such a cool story. That's awesome. And Bill, you like mentioned like the coaching style being different at the New York club versus ENA. Mm -hmm. And it's really like hard for me to comprehend like coaching and gymnastics. I don't mm -hmm. know why it's like interesting to think about like what yeah. a coach coaches in gymnastics, but I do know that your whole team and your head coach here, Tim Garrison, you guys love him and have a really mm -hmm. special relationship. So talk about that a little bit and his wife yeah. also being on staff and what that looks like. Yeah. So I knew like coming to Kentucky, how they were married. And I thought that that was so awesome because not, not many people can work with their spouse. And yeah. the fact that they um, created such a high level college team and their marriage just showed that like how much dedication they have to the sport, but also like within their relationship with each other, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, you yeah, know, this they honestly are a big reason why I'm here. I would say um, when I reached out to in Kentucky, I reached out to a bunch of colleges and they were the only school that got back to my club coach at the time. And I wasn't even going to um, email them at first. My dad made me. And so like they emailed, they got back to my club coach, like literally the day after, which just shows how much like they care about recruiting. Um, and Rachel, Tim's wife, the um, assistant head coach, she came in and she watched one of my practices and then got on the phone with her that day and we were just talking. And then um, Tim Garrison flew out to my first meet of my freshman year season. And like he told me he just watched the type of like teammate I was. So he knew my gymnastics. He knew I competed, how I competed and everything. But Something that he told me, he was like, I just kept my eye on you throughout this whole time to see like how you interacted with your teammates, how you cheered, like how you stayed positive if something bad happened and stuff like that, which I find really cool because I feel like many college coaches care too much about the gymnastics and who the like 
what kind of gymnastics the gymnast does rather than the type of person they are and like what they could bring to the team overall. So that's something that they always look for in recruits, which I found that was very special and was very meaningful to me. Um, But they make our team feel like such a big family. Like even our assistant coach, um, Chad, like all three of them, they always hang out. And like, even with our new trainer and stuff, like everyone's such a close family that when you like just step up on this campus, like you automatically feel welcomed and wanted, um, which is so cool. But, you know, their coaching style is amazing. I, I don't, I've never had the feeling of like not wanting to go to practice since I've been here, which is so hard to say, especially being like just a college athlete in general. Like I never was like, oh, I don't feel like going to practice today. Of course, I'm tired here and there. But like the second I'm around those people and my coaches, like I just feel so happy and loved, which is awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. That is seriously so special, Bella. And yeah. I think Zena would both agree, like just being around your teammates, you guys are yeah. such a special group um, in the way that, I mean, I love going to meets because, well, one, you guys are really good, but two, also, <laughs> it's just, it's just cool to like show how you guys love up on each other. Um, yeah. And it's not always like sunshine and rainbows all the time, mm-hmm. of course, but I, I think that your team is, has always been excelled a lot in that, in yeah. that way. Um, but speaking of family, so you have your Kentucky family, but you also mm-hmm. have your, your, your real family, your yeah. biological family. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm from Wisconsin and mm-hmm. this is so funny, but there's just like not a lot of Italians that live in like small rural Wisconsin. Shocking. Okay. Yeah. They're, 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 sm- they're smarter than us, like Polish and German people. So, um, with that being said, like I, met I lived in New York last summer and I met mm-hmm. so many Italians and I was just like yeah. fascinated by how you're all like just your your culture your tradition like how your family structure works so how has being Italian kind of um just like shaped who you are shaped your traditions shaped your um obviously your food preferences all of, all <laughs> of the things yeah I I personally Italian like heritage I feel like we're all so very close like cousins aunts grandparents um so my whole life like I've always hung out with my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family and something that's also really cool is that like there'll be times where like my mom and my dad's side will come together and like we'll all hang out which I feel like not many people can say which is awesome um but yeah I don't know I guess like just growing up like Italians just love a lot and they love food but I feel like food also is like very comforting to people and like my mom, especially she's the cook in the house and like her way of showing love, especially to my dad and like us is just like her cooking, which is awesome because I love food. So she's always cooking in the house. Um, But yeah, I would just probably say like more of like the Italian side of me is like the love. And I would say, I guess a little bit of spunk. That is literally Bella to a T. Like Bella McNally, Love and Spunk. Like that's the title of your book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Um, I would think yeah. I don't know. I'd probably say that's it. I mean, um and like where I'm from, it's like a bunch of Italians and Irish. Like that's a big um and and uh Mexican where that's where I'm from. So I think also like having friends that are were also Italian and like 
just having like, oh, come over, my mom's cooking dinner. Like, that's like, <laughs> like how yeah. we are. Yeah. Like, or like my mom's baking. Like, I have this really good friend back at home, and her mom is such an Italian and she cooks all the time. And I remember always going over their house, and she would always have like the baker, the pastry she's made, or like the Italian food in her house all the time. Um, but I would just say, like, we also like just like, um, gather and like be around food, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like food's so comforting to people. That, like, I feel like that's, like, a big thing in Italian. In Italians, it's just, like, the food and gatherings and eating, you know? Yeah, and just, like, cele- celebrating around it, too. Yeah. I've, I've done, uh, honestly, like, this is going to sound kind of weird, but I've done a lot of research about, like, the, the traditional Italian heritage and how you all really celebrate the food that you eat. And, mm. you know, you can't, worship isn't the right word, but um, you just you're really grateful for yes. time together and for food together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So talk about your parents, just like yeah. how you and your sister were raised, how um, I'm sure like all parents, they really made you the person you are for, yeah. um, for better, or for worse. So just yeah. talk about kind of how your parents are as people yeah. and as parents. Yeah. So I'll give you a little background of my dad he um, played baseball his whole life. He played for the minor leagues. He was a pitcher for the Cardinals. Um, so he was a big athlete. Um, my mom was a cheerleader. She did a little bit of gymnastics. Um, but so that's a little bit of their background. My dad's actually a math teacher and a personal trainer. And my mom is a massage therapist. So my whole life I have been treated when it comes to my body, <laughs> let me tell and, you. Uh, I've seen pictures of your dad, and, like, he's definitely oh, yeah. a trainer. Like, that dude, that oh, is yeah. yoke. Oh, yeah. he's yeah. And, like, when he was younger, too, and, like, he's – my mom calls him too skinny now, but, like, when he used to be, like, big, big, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and then um, I have an older sister. We're five years apart, so I feel like when, when I was in middle school and she was in high school, like, we were close, but – it was kind of hard to like have conversations because she was a lot older than me. I didn't know a lot and stuff like that. So I, once I got to high school is when we got like really close. Um, and like my sister is literally like my best friend. And it's funny cause I'm so like, my family is so close. Like we text every day in our, it's called La Familia group chat. <laughs> yeah. We text all the time in the group chat. Um, we're just such a close knit family that I'm so grateful for. And that comes a lot from like my parents just caring so much about us, me and my sister. Um, and I grew up in a Christian home. So, um, I always went to church. I always read the Bible. I always prayed with my family. Um, and so like that was a big upbringing in my, um, in my family. And I think that's also a reason, another reason why we're, we all love each other so much. And we never had like that, like, uh, hate towards each other. And, and like, no matter what the circumstance was. Um, and yeah, um, I don't know. My family and I are just really close. Uh, I don't know. What else? <laughs> I love it. Well, no, so, it's great. Uh, I've, um, speaking of like how you grew up in the church and stuff, I've, been around Bella a whole lot in the past eight months. And so Bella's grown in her faith more than anyone that I've known in the past year. And to see her grow has been really awesome for me. And I've texted you that, but um, mm-hmm. I've gotten to hear your testimony like a few times now because we've gone to different things, but 
I think your testimony is so cool and probably really relatable to a lot of people. So if yeah. you want to share that, go for it. I think it's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I always, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, so I always knew about the Lord and I always felt like I did have a, like a relationship with him, but I was going, I was surrounded by the wrong group of people throughout middle school and high school. But during that time, like I loved my friends. So like, I didn't think anything was wrong of it. Um, and so I would say one senior year hit of my high school, I got into a fight with my best friend since fifth grade. And I kind of was just like, I can't be friends with you anymore. Like I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And so I was sitting um, at lunch one time with like my group of guy friends and my group of girlfriends. And I was just looking around and this was after the fight had happened. And I was like, not physical, verbal, <laughs> physical. <laughs> I've actually never been into a fight, but <laughs> um, I was just looking around and I was like, I don't want to be associated with these people. Like for some reason, I just don't feel welcomed anymore. And there's just like this feeling in me that I'm getting that like, I shouldn't hang out with them anymore. So coming from being one of like the most popular girls in the school, um, hanging with the most popular group, I ended up sitting alone at lunchtime in the library by myself, like my whole senior year. And I was never dependent on anyone. I felt like my whole life, but I felt like many people were dependent on me. So I gave a lot of like my love and care for people. Um, and I would satisfy them, but I never felt like I ever got that back. And I felt like my way of like satisfying myself was doing that to others so I never really put myself first in certain situations I kind of just wanted to make everyone else happy around me um but yeah so I was like okay so what do I do with this time alone because like I'm not really in the mood to because I kind of I was kind of friends with everyone you know um and so I didn't wasn't really in the mood to go and try and find like a group and be like hey can I sit with you I felt like it was kind of like awkward when we were seniors and like this girl's just asking to sit with us like now, like why? Just because she's not hanging out with her friends anymore. Um, so that was the time when I really wanted to get closer to the Lord. And um, I remember starting to like open up the Bible for myself and just starting to read. And I didn't really know where to start, but I was like, okay, I'm going to start at Genesis and I'm just going to read my way through the Bible. Like it's a book. But that's like not the right way to do it. But I was just so like <laughs> you, dedicated. You get caught and like, yeah. Yeah. You get caught in the Old Testament. Yeah, like, I was oh, like, I don't like, know yeah. what to do. I can ask my father, but I didn't, not that I didn't feel comfortable asking him. Like my father was always there. He always made me feel comfortable, but I just felt like it was like a time where I was like, I want to do it on my own. Like I don't want help. And so, um, that's when I asked the Lord to be my, um, my savior. And ever since then I grew in the Lord my senior year, I, I stopped hanging out with my friends. I stopped going out. I stopped partying. I really just like devoted myself to gymnastics and just like spending time for myself. And then I came here and I got into a very toxic relationship, like the second I got here. So like November of my freshman year up until June of my senior year, I was in a relationship um, that steered me away from my beliefs, steered me away from growing um, with Christ and, 
you know, constantly sitting, um, constant temptations just attacking me. And I was always reading and I was always praying during this time, but I never realized that me doing that, but also still sinning and being tempted and allowing that to happen was not actually walking with Christ and not living a faithful life. And, um, when I love, I love very hard. And then it comes to a point where like, you kind of just like emotionally hurt and then emotions turn into like physically hurting. So I Mm. was physically, I got to the point where I was like physically hurting and like, I knew something was wrong and I knew the Lord was always speaking into me, but I was always allowing him not, I wasn't listening to him and my ears were closed to him. I, he was basically telling me, yeah, I know what you need to do and you're just not listening. So there was one night where I prayed to him hard and I was like, just speak to me, Lord. And my like ears are wide open to listen. And the Lord showed, um, put what I needed to do right in front of my face. And this was in June. And then ever since that, I devoted myself to Christ And he has just filled me with so much peace after being hurt for so long that I haven't been hurting. I haven't cried. And when I tell you I was crying, like almost every day for two and a half years, I really was. And I was hurting. And it's just amazing how like the Lord will put you through trials and it could be for years. And then the second you hit the hardest point in your life and you hear him and you listen to him, he can just change your whole world around. And that's exactly what he did for me. And yeah, so ever since June, I've been walking with Christ. Um, I got baptized recently. Um, My faith has been growing in the Lord. And I think that this was definitely something that I don't regret ever happening to me, um, which is so awesome. But yeah, I know my faith is just continuing to grow, which is so awesome. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, you, you said that was going to be good, but I had the chills numerous times. Thank you. That, that was like my, at this point, Bella, like fifth, fourth time hearing that. And still yeah. I, I same like Maddie feel the chills, but another like really awesome part about you growing in this part of your life is how big of a heart you have for your teammates. Like Bella is not only taking yourself, but taking your teammates with her. Like your whole Mm -hmm. team comes to your team huddles and you are such a pioneer in that. And so it's really been awesome to watch that. And I'm so blessed to know you and happy. And I'm so proud. Thank you. I don't also feel like we start crying. Moving on. (laughs) I know. I know. No, no, I have something else to say too, though, on that Bella. And you know, um, well, there's a few things, I guess, like, storytelling i think Mm -hmm. is where we have such power and in this life is to tell our stories because if we don't tell them who's going to tell them right and your story is so relatable to so many people our age um you know and sometimes it's just like you need to hear someone who had the courage and who just put their faith in jesus and said like lord you got me man like you got me and that's what you did and you know, even if it's just like one girl right now who listens to this and who's like, dang, I, I can't do this any longer. I can't do this relationship. I can't do this friendship. Like you did it. You, yeah. you broke the chain. He broke the chains for you. Um, yeah. That's so inspiring. And so I, I just encourage you to just keep telling your story. Cause that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Thank you. I definitely will too. Cause I, I know if I heard the story that I have to tell people, 
I definitely probably would have taken into consideration a whole lot sooner. Um, but I truly believe like God's timing is always perfect. And I believe like this timing was perfect in that situation. Um, and so I think that also like a lot of times like people like dwell on like, um, sin or like dwell on like disobedience to God, especially like going through this time. And that's not what he wants to do. Like I, at first I was like saying, I'm so sorry, Jesus, for literally not listening to you like sooner and all this and that. But like, that doesn't matter to him because he knew, he knew what we did in the past. He knew what we are doing right now. And he knows what we're going to do in the future. And the fact that like, he, like you can't even take one second to like, just dwell on what you have done because that's not what he wants you to do. He wants you to just ask for his forgiveness and then move on and then continue to live with him. Um, so I think that's something that I definitely also, um, learned and realized as well as like, do not dwell because dwelling is just going to continue to hurt you more and more. And I know many girls do struggle with that, like always dwelling on their past because I had, I had a terrible past. And if, and if I can go back and fix what I've done in my life, I, totally would but at the same time I'm not going to sit here and act like the past is going to define me you know all right guys I got a hoodie on today and it's because fresh ball fall is officially upon us and it's time to get in the spirit guys go out and get your manscape kit with using the it girls code it girls 20 for 20 percent off and free shipping and guys get those balls looking nice for fall it's getting real cold out you want to stay cozy but use manscaped to get yourself right for all those women or men in your life and use our code to get 15, 20% off at checkout. So I think that's also like a big thing for like girls to also know, like stop dwelling on the past or like stop dwelling on something that you did like five minutes ago or yesterday. Like there is like, God wants you to just continue to live with him and love and, you know, ask for him to forgive you. Cause he died on the cross for our sins. Like he knows we're going to sin. I mean, we are all human you know, he, we can't be like God there. It's impossible. He's perfect. So like, I think just understanding that has gave him, has gave me so much hope and like faith that like, no matter what, like God will always love me. So I think that's really important Absolutely. for like, girls to understand. You know, it's not easy to be a girl. So <laughs> like having, and yeah. like, yeah. And then I think also like, once you find a relationship with Christ, knowing that like your heavenly father loves you so much more than anyone ever could, like you don't need to get fulfilled by someone else's love because you know, he loves you so much. And I think that's something that I also like experienced during that time too. Like he filled me with so much peace, but he filled me with so much love that I was not getting for so long. Um, so I think that's also has, it has helped me so much seriously seriously yeah. Bella um you know what I'm curious about too is I think that when I'm speaking for Z too but when both Z and I had kind of just a, a ch when we changed our outlook on life and started to look at up at him and not out at the world um our view on volleyball changed mm -hmm. how we how we looked at our sport we looked at it as like something we did not who we were how has um, your walk in your faith kind of shifted your view um, oh, yeah. of gymnastics too? Oh, like tremendously. Um, it all started last year. 
Um, I used this, I still say it, but I started saying this thing like trust in the Lord. And that's all I would say before I got up on the beam, before I ran down the runway, before I stepped up on the floor. Like I would always say trust in the Lord. I would say it before I did a skill. I would say it during the skill. Um, because he has blessed us with such a talent and, you know, and I think many athletes, when they don't know Christ, like they, they think it's all of them and they love like the attention and they have so much pride when really like he is, he is the reason why we are excelling or he is the reason why like your team is making, is winning a championship. And so like when my, when my relationship has grown closer to him, I was able to glorify him and everything I did. And, um, a big thing in that was just allowing him to just like be with me when I competed. And like, I felt his presence through everything. And, um, I trusted in him. I, he, he knew, he knew if I was going to stick it or if I was going to fall or make the routine, like he knew it already. I just had to put my trust in him in order for me, um, to accomplish it. But like, I just continued to glorify him each and every day, even at practice. And um, I think once I started trusting in him and glorifying him and understanding that I am where I am because of him, my gymnastics excelled. And he he allowed me to gain, have so much accomplishments this past year. And it was the best year I've ever had, ever. And um, he's blessed me to the point where I couldn't even see it for myself, meaning I would get a score on beam and I'd be like, really? Like, I didn't even think it was that good, but he, he put the judge's eyes there to see it and gave me a score that they thought that, you know, I, I could get, but it was funny. It was like the whole season. I kept on saying to my coach, I was like, it was probably like during SECs. I was like, I don't even understand how I get these scores. Like, I really don't. And I think that's me just like, I'm a perfectionist and I, I not judge myself, but I'm so hard on myself when it comes to certain things that like, if I see something like my leg being bent, I'm like, oh, that's like terrible. Like that's a nine eight right there. But then they see a nine nine five and I'm just like, wow, that's so awesome because it's just like, I trust in the Lord and I'm just glorifying him through all my routines um, and everything. And so I think just having that mentality and also like continually to speak it to my teammates has just created us to become so close and like allowed us to go to nationals um, this past year. And which is so awesome because like my team is so open to like knowing about God and we always pray before meets. Like we always hold hands. We always pray. Um, We always, we have a chant and we just like uh, sing Jesus. Like, and some girls on the team, like, they believe in God, but I don't know if they have a relationship with him, you know? But the fact that they see it coming from me and they see how I'm accomplishing what I'm accomplishing by trusting in the Lord, then it allows them to be like, oh, okay, like, I want to trust in the Lord. Like, how do I trust in the Lord? Like, I want to excel the way Isabella is for my team. Like, how do I do that? And I can see, like, she prays, she does this and that. And I think like just doing that stuff um, and allowing them to see it is not only going to help them personally, but like also help us as a team. Um, And like during season, I got like faith written on my collarbone. And so, and I always write trust on my wrist before um, every meet. 
And so I always hold it to my faith because I know like my faith, I will always trust in the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I always do that before. Yeah. Um, But I also actually have a cool story to tell you, if you don't mind. This was two years ago. This was two years ago. We were at SEC's, I think it was. And this was before I wrote anything on my wrist. I wanted to write tight on my wrist to remind myself to be tight. And when I tell you the Sharpie was just like, my hand was just writing. I was like, what am I writing? I wrote trust. Like I didn't even mean to write trust. Like I, I I swear, like I literally meant to write tight and my, and my pen just took me to write trust. And I was like, oh my gosh, like God is just telling me like, just trust in the Lord. There is nothing else for you to think about. Just trust in it. (laughs) And, And when I tell you, this was at SCC's. When I tell you I wrote that, I went up and I did a vault and I stuck it for the first time. And I got my, I think I got a 995 or whatever I got. Yeah, it stuck in my vault for the first time. And that was and that was when I wrote trust. And all I did was trust in the Lord in that whole vault. That moment changed my whole entire, my whole entire gymnastics career. From that moment on, That's I wrote trust. Yeah, I wrote trust on my wrist. I wrote trust on my wrist for every meet. And then SCC's is two meets back to back. And so the next day I was like, I have to stick it again. Like this meet, or it was regionals. I can't remember. But we had another meet the next day or in two days. And I was like, all right, I'm running trust in my wrist. And I was like, if I don't stick it, because this is when it really counts, because this meets the one that counts, like I'm going to be so mad. Like I'm just going to be like, oh my gosh. I wrote trust. I stuck it again. I stuck my vault again. These these vaults back to back that I stuck, I didn't stick one vault ever before this. And so it's that was the moment that um that was the moment that my life has changed in my gymnastics career with glorifying the Lord and like trusting in him was that moment right there. Yeah. That's I know crazy. you did not shut I know you did not shut up about it. You no, were telling I did not. your mom. I was telling everyone, I told everyone, like, yeah, it was so, it's so awesome that, like, even during that time, I wasn't the closest with him, but he still was there with me. And I think that's what many people need to understand, that, like, once your ears are open to hearing him and just listening to him, like, he will speak to you, and he will do amazing Mm. things. Dude, Bella just took you out to church. (laughs) Dude. Bella just took us straight Amen. up to church. And on that note, where do we go next, Taylor? Dude, I don't even know. I don't even know. And Bella was talking about, like, how well she performed last year. Like, she's kind of, like, not doing herself justice. Like, you averaged, what, like, a, probably a 9-9 on beam. You're a first-team All-American. Your team went to nationals. You, like, finished something on beam at nationals. I don't know. Top three? Am I making that up? Uh, Four. Four, yeah, like Four. Bello had an insane season, and so yeah, she, like people actually call her the Beam Queen. Like that's how good she is. And so, <laughs> dude, that was awesome. I, and then the whole time you're looking at this, I'm looking at this on my desk. My word for the week is trust. So, wow, that's so awesome. Yeah. See, he works wow. amazing things. I swear, this it, that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's so yeah. cool. So, okay, Bella, switching gears, um, mm-hmm. you are a merchandising major, and mm-hmm. you're so into fashion, all these things, and um, tell us a little bit about how you got into fashion and your fashion Instagram page and how you decided to come up yeah. with that. Yeah, so I think that my whole life, I just enjoyed, like, 
putting um, outfits together. And I always felt like I had like a very good eye, whether it was clothing, makeup, like someone's hair. Um, like I always felt like I kind of excelled within like the way I view things, um, beauty and clothing. Um, and so when I, before I was coming here, I texted my academic advisor and I was like, okay, I want to do something to do with fashion. Like, I don't know if it's design or whatever. And so Kentucky really only has like merchandising as a fashion uh, major. I was like, okay, that's awesome. Like, let me go into it. And so basically what it is, it's like more of like a fashion business major, um, and it kind of hits all like the aspects of it. And, um, I always had like the thing on the side that I like to style and like my friends would always come over to me and be like, Hey, Bella, like, does this outfit look good? Or like, can you like style me tonight? Like, I don't know what to wear. Can you help me? And I'd be like, yeah. And I would just like go in their closet, literally just like pick out an outfit and just like have fun with it. And so um, that's when I got into like really like loving fashion and you know that stuff. But um, my I was like okay later on in life like I want to have my own like styling business and I was like okay so how do I start that now because it is not easy to be a stylist and like or be a celebrity stylist and like get your name out there and like have people trust you and stuff. Um, and so I was like okay let me just make like a cool uh, Instagram page and like name it like Fits by Bella. So I took, like, a bunch of, like, my outfits that I've worn, like, throughout the years. And, like, I kind of would just post it and kind of, like, put, like, a little theme on it. And then um, I also like giving people, like, inspiration with, like, certain outfits. Or um, I'll, like, get people to, like, be, like, I'll style you for, like, you know, like, your Keeneland um, picture that you're going to do. Or, like, I styled Emma for, like, her her uh, lifestyle shoot. And so I think, like having friends know that like I love that and then like having them like trust me into like creating an outfit for them is pretty cool um but I would say like after college I want to go into buying and uh, be a buyer for like um a pretty big company and you know talk to vendors pick out which merchandise should be in uh the store and everything but if I'm able to work with a stylist, like, after college, I would also love to, like, be their assistant and, like, work with them on that and, you know, travel and stuff like that. I think that would be pretty cool. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. And, yeah. um, you know, I feel like the coolest part about style is just that everyone's style is – it's probably, like, the easiest way to express yourself. Oh, like yeah. the, it's the truest form of expression, I think. Yeah. You know, Z and I, like when we walk together, it's so funny because we're like, like, I was going to say black and white. We are black and white, but like, we <laughs> cannot have more different. <laughs> but like, we could not have more like polar opposite yeah. styles. But yeah. I think it's so cool because like, we're best friends, but like, we opened up our closets and you yeah. would be like, wait, like, they don't even, the, nothing looks the same. Yeah. Um, and so I guess like, I read that. Well, first of all, are you interning at Dillard's? Is that right? So yeah, I, I interned there during the summer. Cool, really cool. Um, yeah. And so, do you feel like a specific calling? I read that you eventually want to start your own brand. Do you think that will be like a styling type of company where you run your own thing and you may yeah. have like other stylists help you, but like you're the girl? Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah. So basically, what I'm thinking is just kind of being like the stylist and. Well, my ultimate goal is to open up like almost like a department store and kind of have like a one-stop shop for like literally like any consumer. So have like 
vintage, like luxury, casual clothing, like ranging from like clothes to accessories and kind of having like a one-stop shop for like any consumer. So if they want to go to an event, like they can walk into my department store and like literally just like pick out an outfit and like also having like styling like on the side to like help them out. And when I worked at Dillard's, that's kind of like how it is. They, they Like each person has like their own little pad, they call it. And say, for example, like one employee works with Gianni Binney. So she's like a specialist for that brand. And if like a customer comes in, like they'll ask to help them. And if they want them to style them, like they will. And they'll pick out like an outfit for them, like for whatever event or occasion they're going to. So kind of something like that, but like make it kind of smaller uh, that's like my ultimate like big time goal. But like, really, I would just kind of like want to be like a stylist for like, you know, uh, athlete or like a celebrity. But you know, that's like later on in life. But yeah, just kind of like yeah. picking out outfits for like, or like, say like the NBA players when they're like walking into their game, like their outfit right there is like styled by a stylist. And I think that's something that's going to be hard about this later on in life is that like AI is like excelling mm. to the max, the point where like stylus is going to be an AI, which kind of like scares me in a way. But at the same time, it's like, I still feel like a personal stylist is still going to be like around for so long. Um, but that's like, that's like my dream. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Wow. Before- wait, that's yeah. Go ahead. V. Yeah, before you mentioned the AI, you're talking about, like, it's crazy how many celebrities actually and how often they use stylists. Like, mm-hmm. LeBron pulls up and into the tunnel before the game and he's like, oh, he looks so cool. And it's like, he didn't put that together himself. Yeah, like, someone's, yeah. he's paying someone to help him. And it's crazy how relevant that actually is. And so, yeah. that's pretty and cool. And I think, and I, yeah, it's so cool because at the same time, it's like, oh, you know, you think that they're, I mean, they can, but you're like, oh, yeah, no, that celebrity put that outfit together like they they know what they're doing but at the same time it's like yeah they know what they're doing but they also don't have the time to actually like pick out an outfit and like pick out a theme and do that stuff so I think that also like allows because you know their mindset on whatever they have to do and so they don't want to have to worry about oh picking out an outfit even though they like love it at the same time so I think that's also cool because and especially like coming from like a female being like a stylist to like male athletes like that's also pretty awesome like how like males trust in like a female's perspective of what they want to wear i know this one girl i follow her on tiktok i can't remember her name but she's a big nba stylist and um she like created herself and she made her way up there which is awesome which is it's easy to do now but it's also hard you know what i mean yeah yeah, it yeah. like takes like the perfect amount of like stupid hard work and also yeah. like a little bit of luck of just being like right time, right place. Yeah. Um, my I don't have celebrity crushes. My one celebrity obsession is Danny Austin, and she's an influencer. Uh-huh. Um, and she talks about her stylist all the time. She's a fashion influencer. Like the girl literally <laughs> promotes fashion. But she's like, has so many events that she has. And this is just something I would never think of as just like a regular corporate girl over here. Like, here's so many events that she has to like, look a certain way for that. She's, she's talked, she's talked on her podcast about how she needs her stylist. It saves her like hours in a week to just call up her girl and be like, girl, I need you like five outfit options because I have five events this weekend. 
that is so cool. And it's like, it is. it's, there's so many people out there that like really do need that, need that help. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. No, that's like my dream. And especially if I can get that like right outside of college, like that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Hey, God's crazy, man. You never know when you might have something even crazier than that. <laughs> I know. You never know. <laughs> Tila, do you have any other questions? Yeah. I, um, Bella, you have like a pretty unique view on NIL and, mm-hmm. um, I know you've done some pretty crazy things and right now you're, um, involved with this orthodontist business here (laughs) in Lexington. You have billboards up for it and it's been really cool. So kind of how's NIL changed for you over the last couple of years Mm -hmm. and what does it look like for you going forward? Yeah. So I think when it first started, I was so interested in it and I was reaching out to brands and just asking like to get like free items for and to just like to post them. And, you know, many brands, like it would be like the small jewelry company or like a swimsuit brand. And they'd be like, okay, use my discount code and then you could buy it. And I'm like, well, I'm not benefiting from this. Like I, I just got the chance to do NIL and I'm still paying money to get a product, but I'm not benefiting whatsoever from it. So, um, Starting off, I was doing like a bunch of things with like these little brands that would like reach out to me, whether it was like an Amazon brand and they would um, send me the money to like buy their product and then I would post and then they would pay me for it. Um, So that's like a bunch of the ones that I do is where like I get the money for whatever it is and I buy a bunch of products and I promote them and then I um, get money for it. But basically all my NIL deals have been like stuff that I truly like care for and that I like. And I think that's like a big part of um, how you portray yourself through NIL. And I think many people take NIL as like, oh, I just kind of want money. Like, I'm going to promote whatever. But at the same time, it's like, I'm only going to promote something that I'm going to use or that like I really like or like I'm interested in trying. Um, So throughout the years with NIL, um, it has been like a bunch of like products, whether it was like Urban Outfitters, Lulu's to like an Italian skincare brand to a hair product um, to like jewelry or to like um, creating my own perfume. Um, So like a bunch of um, deals that like represent like who I am, which is pretty awesome. And then coming off of such a strong uh, year that I had, I was able to create a name for me that was more in the athletic world. And so people, liked hearing my message and I like, you know, always talked about God and stuff. And, um, when the orthodontist DM'd me, I was thinking they liked my smile. (laughs) They wanted to use me for like, uh, like a billboard for my smile, like had no idea what it actually was for. And, um, I had a meeting with Dr. White and it was like, completely had nothing to do with my smile nor did it have anything to do with like teeth in general it actually had to do with glorifying god through this campaign and using athletes that have such a um such a faith-based life and bringing it to these younger kids and understanding like we're not just athletes like we're so much more than like what all these lies are telling us which is like you know 
I have a bunch of followers on Instagram, like I'm a football player, I'm a gymnast. Um, like there's so much more to who we are as a person. And when I found out that this campaign was basically like, I got the chance to glorify God and allow these middle schoolers to know that, um, just took like my perspective, perception of like NIL to like a different level. And I was like, okay, wow, I can do so much more than just like show products with like this opportunity. Um, then I can do so much more than show products with this opportunity. And I can actually do something that like glorifies the Lord and, you know, is a big part of my life. Um, so being with this orthodontist has been like absolutely amazing. Like I've enjoyed every bit of it. And that's like one of the deals that I actually like would consider like very, uh, like a big turn in like my life, I would say. Uh, Cause all yeah. the other ones were like a bunch of like, little ones, which is great. Like I'm benefiting from it and it's awesome. And I love all the products and I love, you know, the gratitude I'm getting, but at the same time, like doing something that's like, this is like, feels so much more better. That's awesome. That's so cool. And yeah, that, that video that they did, I saw it all over social media. It was, it was so impressive. Like it was really well done. I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah. We have one last question for you. Let me ask every single one of our guests. And so our question for you, for all of the people listening to this episode, for maybe the one person that's going to listen, I don't know, what is your best piece of advice for that person, for these girls? Mm. I would say that the situations that you are going through does not define who you are, um, no matter where it's in your sport or in your life. Um, understanding like why you are here and why you are on this earth and knowing like your purpose um, will allow you to excel and accomplish like everything you want to. And just, um, I would also say just finding the Lord. I believe like that truly is like, a big, uh, I would just say like a big, uh, what, what would I say? Fine. Being able to surround yourself with people that will allow you to push yourself to like your full potential and like that, ha- like a good support system, um, around you, um, is very key to, you know, life and like athletics in general. I love it. I don't know if that really was like a good. Great. Yeah, girl, are you kidding me? That was that was fantastic, and all things were were true. And like that question is, it's honestly sometimes hard, especially when we don't tell our guests that we're about to give it to them because it's like, (laughs) oh my god, I've gotten all this good advice. Like, how can I just choose one? So, um, it's it's special, no matter whatever piece of advice the our guests say. We always love it. So, um. Thank you again. This has been seriously the biggest blessing. And it's like, you know, Zena, we're like, oh my gosh, a, a current Kentucky athlete. Like, this is our first one. So, um, I didn't even know that. Least, like, yeah, hopefully all of our friends listen to it. And, um, you know, all the Kentucky staff, they, yeah, you know, all the yeah. Kentucky staff will listen because they're like our biggest fans. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, anything else, girl? No, Bella, this has been great. Thank you so much for doing this. I Thank bet you. if I open my window right now, I could probably see your house. Like, that's how close me. When I oh asked my gosh, Bella to be on here, she was like, 
Bella was like, oh my gosh, are we going to do it live? Like, can we do it like live? And I was like, well, Maddie's not here, but like, maybe we could be on the same computer doing it. I don't know. But this has been great. I would have so. such bad FOMO. I would have such bad FOMO. That would not so, be fair. What happens no, when you move to Wisconsin? So. <laughs> oh, Bella, yeah. thank you. And we are um, so grateful for having you on. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you the best. Too.